Welcome to the Wild Expansion Podcast. Wild Expansion teaches soulful go-getters how to create a business and life they love. My name is Myra, your host, and I create online courses teaching you how to rediscover your authentic voice and step into your power. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I am really excited for you to listen to this week's episode because this week I am joined by Chelsea. I don't know how I came across Chelsea, but her dances came up on my newsfeed somewhere on Instagram or Facebook, and I've never seen anyone dance so beautifully and freely as her. And then I started reading the captions and I realised that this lady really is living from her heart and is embodying her truth. You know, I think a lot of us now spend so much time up in our heads, overthinking, controlling, fear-based. Whereas Chelsea is an advocate for getting out of the head and into the body and following your heart, following your bliss and living a life in your own terms. So... Chelsea refused to go to college and get a nine to five job because she knew that that wasn't her heart's calling. And while that is someone's calling to go down the traditional route, it wasn't for Chelsea because she had a whisper within her telling her that it was going to guide her through life. And if anything, is taken from this podcast it will be to always follow that whisper in your heart because it will never lead you astray it will bring you exactly to where you need to be but things haven't always been this simple and straightforward for Chelsea even though she's only 21 she is like so wise <laughs> it's insane so I hope that you enjoy listening to Chelsea's story and Please share it with a friend or family member who you think might benefit from it. And yes, without further ado, let's start the podcast. So, Chelsea, welcome to the podcast. For Mm. anyone who hasn't heard about you before, well, unfortunately for them, because you are incredible, but lucky for them, they get to know you now. Um, Would you mind introducing yourself? Yes, thank you so much for, for having me here. Like I said before, um, this feels like a really big initiation on the planet for, for us individually uh, and, and collectively to step more into our power, into our voice. And so this is just an incredible opportunity to do that. But yes, I'm, I'm Chelsea and I live here in Santa Fe, New Mexico and have been here for about three years on a freaking outrageously beautiful journey of self-discovery, of, of knowing who I am all parts of who I am and bring them into unity inside of myself and accessing my full potential of, of who I am and just sharing that journey with others. Yeah. I'm like absolutely passionate about that. Totally. <laughs> so what did your life look like before New Mexico? Like what brought you to the stage of your life? <laughs> I love this question. 
I was just reflecting on this last night. Um, I'm doing this class and they asked the same question. Like, what, what was your life before this? What, what, what brought you to this moment? And I'm 21, y'all. I'm 21 years old. <laughs> My birthday's this month, so I'll be 22. But I'm 21. And before I moved to New Mexico, I was in high school. <laughs> I was in high school. I just graduated high school and um, I had a really big experience when I turned 16 where um, uh, awakening started happening inside of me, just like I know many of you have experienced too in these past three years and and your whole life. Um, And yeah, when I turned 16, this really big awakening started happening within me and I began questioning life. I began questioning the things we were taught. I began questioning just the world I lived in, who I was, um, what God was, what our purpose was. And it just like brought, brought me down this huge rabbit hole of curiosity. And through that, I began discovering like truth and seeing that there's a veil. <laughs> and I started seeing behind the veil of, of what the propaganda really of what we've been conditioned and to believe what life is. So this awakening started happening for me in 16, 17. I graduated high school at 17 and I was like, fuck this. I am not going to college. (laughs) I'm not doing the traditional nine to five job. Like no way. It just does not align. It just didn't align here with me. So at the time I met uh, my my beautiful uh, partner, we're not together anymore. But at the time we met on Facebook, on social media. And he, his name's Nathan, and he was the greatest catalyst in my journey. He was a huge part in molding me into who I am today. And um, we decided we could feel such this deep guidance to, to move to New Mexico and began really our journey together to discover who we are, what our purpose is. Um, yeah. And, and to be, we wanted to be entrepreneurs. And so I, at 17, moved to New Mexico, a place I've never been before, met this man I never met before besides <laughs> online here in New Mexico, and it's changed my entire life because it, I listened here. It changed my entire freaking life. Um, and so it's guided me in, into this place now where I'm living in New Mexico, an intentional community on my dream land and a dream community, doing what I love, discovering me, literally living my dream life by like listening to that, that guidance. Um, but a whole different world before I moved here. So, yeah, yeah. Chelsea, how did you like hold your faith so strong despite like I'm sure you had some resistance maybe it was your family or friends that were like what are you doing like how did you follow the little (laughs) voice and whisper yeah that's a great question it was hard as fuck excuse my language (laughs) you're allowed to curse (laughs) it was hard as fuck because I was 17 I never left the house before I didn't know what I was doing I was taking the biggest leap of faith that I've ever thought I could could do my mom was so fearful 
like so fearful and tried to do everything to stop me from going because she was scared. But you guys, you know that feeling in your heart where you just, you know, you know, you need to do this and you can't move forward in life unless you, you do what you're feeling guided to do. That feeling was penetrating every cells in my bone. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't do anything without thinking about coming to New Mexico. It's like I, I didn't feel like I was fully on on my path until I did that. And that 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 faith and 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 being provided provided for by Creator and by my eternal soul was much 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 stronger than the resistance than the fear. And I was able to listen to that and stay connected to that love and that trust and that faith that I'm going to be all right. My heart will guide me. So. <laughs> yeah. Was your faith always that strong or have you worked to try and strengthen it through your time on this planet? Mm, I can say I've, I feel I've always had this faith inside of me, this strong faith, but I've not always felt connected to it. There's been many moments in my life where I, I have completely the faith. I didn't have any connection to the faith inside of me. And it's been those moments where I didn't want to be on the planet because I, I, I've forgotten that that creator's love is all around me. It's those moments that I've forgotten that I, 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 um, felt disconnected to my faith but that it's always inside it's just how connected to it are we in in a, in a moment and in another moment and Chelsea how were you able to let go of any like limiting beliefs that were holding you back from stepping into your power mm, mm. so this is good because I don't feel like I was able just to let go of limiting beliefs I felt my faith and being able to see the bigger vision of it. And that gave me the courage enough to work through my limiting beliefs and, and, and still take action even through my, my limiting beliefs. Um, like just an example, a, a lot of you might know me from my dance videos and my expression and just like, just the freedom that I, I embody so much through my movement. Y'all, it's only been two years since I've, I've released publicly into the world my dance before two years ago no one has ever seen me dance not even my own mother what? <laughs> yeah I didn't I did not grow up dan like dancing professionally or being trained I would dance in my bathroom locked away for hours and hours at a time that that's that's what kept me in my body as a, as a child and um two years ago I, I, there's this deep desire, this deep longing to experience more of my freedom. And I, I had that faith that I, I, I could do that. And I had the bigger vision of the freedom that I wanted to embody. And I worked with my limiting belief and I, I pulled up that courage to like, all right, I'm going to make a dance video for the first time and put it on freaking Facebook. And it was so funny because it took me all day to choreograph a 45 second 
video. It wasn't even intuitive. I had to choreograph my first dance video and it took me hours and hours just to do that. But that little baby step opened me up to, to, to where I am now is that baby step of courage. Like, all right, I'm going to just take that little step. I'm going to make a, a dance video and then I'm going to post it. And then I think I'm going to do it again <laughs> and again and again. And now I'm going to start dancing in public in my personal life. And then I started going to ecstatic dances and then dancing in the streets when no one else was dancing. And just like all of these little, the baby steps really do help us just get through our limiting beliefs but it's like one step at a time one step at a time just follow that whisper keep going yes 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 <laughs> what you embody for me is someone who just is so authentically themselves like you know you're so unique and divine and you know it's so refreshing to see something different so how are you able to cultivate that where you don't compare yourself to anyone else? You're just your own unique being. Mm, mm, thank you. It's taken a lot of time to actually get to this place. And I still compare myself to people. Really? <laughs> oh, most definitely. I, I believe that there's a place in our journeys where we get to where we, it's, we don't compare ourselves as much, but we're, we're human beings that just always want, always want to be better and better and better. And there's so many role models in the world. And yeah, it's just, we, we, we do that as self-reflection and, and compare. And, and I'm, I've been healing up so much inside of myself of the hierarchy of like, oh, they're better than me because they embody this. And now it's like, oh, okay, that's, that's a really big key is being able to look at people as role models and not putting them on a pedestal like they're better than you. They're more worthy than you. That No, we are all expressions of, of creator. We are creator creation. They're just embodying an aspect of creator. And, and, and we're embodying an aspect of creator. And we're like, we get to say, oh, wow, look at my brother embodying this aspect of creator that I want to embody too. And so what has allowed me to embody more authenticity in my life is honestly getting in my fucking body. <laughs> yeah. Is getting in my body. I used to struggle so much with feeling like I had a lack of authenticity and so longing just to be authentic with people. And it's because I was out of my body. I wasn't really in my toes. I was floating in the cosmos trying to, to experience the oneness and all of those cosmic things, feeling such this connection to the, to the star races inside of myself. And it's through like really getting embodied, embodied, embodied in my body, through sound, through movement, feeling my feelings. It's allowed this deeper sense of authenticity to come through and also understanding self what I've experienced of connecting and knowing self is, is having awareness of the different aspects that I, that I embody that are already inside of me. Um, I know many of you can relate where it's like, there's, you, you know that you can sing, 
you know that you can sing so well, but you have this block and um, then you get to experience that aspect of yourself that knows how to sing, that is embodied and, and song. And so I'm, I'm, I'm being able to meet all of these different aspects of myself, whether that is my, my many dimensions of my inner feminine, this life and past lives, embodying them here and allowing their expression to come out through me, my inner masculine and in this lifetime and many past lives, my child, integrating the wholeness of myself into my, my, my personality, my present time personality, so I can really experience the fullness of the being that I am and share that into the world. And so through creating this awareness of self, it's allowed me to embody more of my authentic nature. I hope that answers your question. <laughs> I've got like a juicy question. Like just because we just like disconnected there in the call, right? Do you ever feel disconnected now to your true self? And how do you reconnect? Yeah, I actually just experienced this last night. And it's really, this is really relevant. Thanks for that beautiful question. So for the, I know. Woo! <laughs> so for the past day, I felt disconnected from myself. Yesterday, I was I felt so disconnected from from myself. My heart felt closed. I felt unworthy of love. I felt so scared of rejection and abandonment from everyone in my life, all of my relationships. Like it, it just ha- it was so like this deep disconnect and. It was really hard for me. It was really uncomfortable. I was really uncomfortable feeling so shut off and disconnected. And the awareness that I I gained within that is that was just an aspect of me that, that I'm going to use these words that kind of hijacked my consciousness. So I was only perceiving from the lenses of this aspect of me that felt that way. And so what I was embodying, what I was feeling yesterday when I felt disconnected was my, I was got triggered and from when I was 14 years old and I didn't know how to love. I couldn't receive love. I felt so unworthy of it. I didn't trust my relationships. I didn't know how to open my heart. And my 14 year old kind of hijacked my consciousness to say, Hey, acknowledge me, remember me, remember. And I was just feeling it. And I, I wasn't aware that I was hijacked. And so I feel like when we're in states of disconnection, it's because an aspect of us that does feel disconnected is in the forefront of our consciousness. And we have the ability to get back to center and feel connected and tend to these parts that feel disconnected. Tend to these parts instead of becoming hijacked to them so yes i do feel disconnected i do because i'm literally calling forth every day all of the parts of me that do not feel connected to love i'm saying i'm ready to heal if you're ready to heal let's do it and the way that they get my intention is by by coming to the forefront of my consciousness so i feel them 
but it can be really, really, really tricky because sometimes we don't realize that we're, we're, these parts are at the forefront of our consciousness and we think it's the wholeness. We think when we're disconnected, it's just the wholeness of who we are and we're just feeling disconnected and we don't know how to take care of ourselves and get our needs met and we don't even know what we need. It's because we're not in our center and there's an aspect of self that's in the forefront. So I just went through this big healing coming back to my center and then talking to that 14-year-old little girl in me that felt disconnected from my center and allowing her to feel her feelings without hijacking me. It's like a mom. Oh, this is so good. Like, I'm so excited. Please. <laughs> it's like you're, it's like a, you're inner feminine and, and your child's. You don't allow your child just to like, like, like just, and then you feel all of that. It's the way to properly take care of your child is for you to be in your center, for you to be connected. So you can hold a container for your child to fully feel their feelings. When we're in our center, we're that mother or that father that is is connected holding a container for our inner child to feel what they feel and when we can when we can hold a container for our parts to feel what they feel and show up with them in total acceptance and not judging the emotions that arise most likely every every time i've done this in my experience it brings me right back to to connection it in integrates the emotion right back into connection it makes it, it helps that part to feel connected again so it's it's the most fulfilling work like it just it lights me up honestly <laughs> so much to know that we are that powerful we're not a victim to our feelings and like we, we we're that powerful and you mentioned on one of your Instagram stories that you did this like chair psychology thing to help you process. Would you mind sharing about that? Because I never heard of it before until lunch. Yeah, so I'm actually um, apprenticing with this beautiful, um, this beautiful modality called soul alchemy. And it was created by this woman called Rabid Duda here in New Mexico. And I am... They have created, we have all co-created a community of, of, of conscious souls that are really ready for truth. And so I live with those community members now. And when I was sharing on my story of doing soul dialogue, like chair work, that's the really exciting part. So I'm going to do an example from what I've learned from, from soul alchemy is so, okay, we're feeling, we're feeling just so triggered. Like I, I'm feeling so triggered and I can feel myself start to go into panic. Like I, I'm just feeling so much fear. And what I would do is I would get two chairs out. Well, one, I would tune in and, 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 and understand what part inside of me is feeling this fear. Okay, this is my three-year-old. I'm triggered from, this is bringing a memory from when I was three years old. My three-year-old is trying to get my attention right now. So I would get two chairs. One chair would be me and center, me and my center, me and my connected mother. 
my connected inner feminine. And then I would get a chair and, and, and invoke my little three-year-old in this chair and literally talk to them. And would you switch chairs, Chelsea? Or would you just, yeah. yeah. Yes. So I'm in my center and I ask, I ask my three-year-old, what are you feeling, three? What are you feeling right now? And so I'm sitting in this chair and I would get up and sit in the chair of my three-year-old and, and channel what my three-year-old is feeling. And you can energetically feel the shifts. When you're sitting in chair, you, like uh, you can feel feel yourself go into the little three-year-old that's so scared. And then your three-year-old, I'm feeling scared. I'm feeling scared. And then you get up and you shake it off and you get back into your center. And this is a way to get information from, from different parts of yourself. You're literally talking to your, to your parts, to different aspects. And I do this with soul too. If, if my soul is, 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 is vibrating something specifically or I'm feeling something, I will invoke my soul. I will even invoke other people's soul and have dialogues with them as well if I'm, if I'm having conflict. But I use this so directly in my healing journey to be able to um, navigate and understand what, what parts of, of me is holding certain belief systems. And, and that, that has helped me be able to understand and re-educate these parts back to truth. Um, and another way I do soul dialogue is through letters. My favorite thing is to write letters to different aspects of myself. Like, oh, my five-year-olds, dear five-year-olds, yada, 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 asking all the questions. I, I feel you, I feel you. And then I'll write a letter from my five-year-old to me, to mom. So I'm channeling my five-year-old. And, and it's like I get to, I'm having this dialogue between self wow mm -hmm. so Chelsea I used to well I used to do letters where I would write up myself to my higher self and my higher self would respond but I much prefer what you're saying because we should embody our full self now we are our full self we should mm -hmm. go yeah work even more backwards <laughs> yeah <laughs> the younger part of us like we should embody our full power now Yes, exactly. Because too, what I've learned so much is when, when we're traumatized, y'all, when we are traumatized, whether it's in this life or in past lives, parts of our spirit fragment and leave our body. When we get trauma and, and we forget memories, like a, a lot of trauma, we don't even remember fully the trauma. And sometimes we do, but like we felt so unsafe and traumatized in that moment that part of us left. And so, so what, what I really, the work that I'm doing is gathering all of our fragmented parts, all parts of ourselves that didn't feel safe to be in the body because of, because of the trauma that happened and embodying your, your infant self, your one-year-old, two, three, four, five, six, all of the ages. And then it's through the, all of those ages, especially the children. Oh my goodness. And we, we see it in our children in present time, like in our, in our, in our life, the children is the gateway to our multidimensionality. So every time I do inner work or inner child work, it opens a gateway to me to discovering past lives as well. It's directly connected, directly connected.
Can you talk about that even more? Like, how do you connect to your past life through the child work? Through the child work? Yes. So um, I, I do a practice every day. It's called Rainbow Light. And what Rainbow Light actually means is we are invoking when we, okay, here, I have a picture. I'm going to show you. We're getting real good. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so what rainbow light signifies for me is basically the multidimensionality of something. And so with rainbow light, every day when I do it, I'm invoking the multidimensionality of my soul. So that means of my eternal soul. So that means I am calling back every memory of my eternal soul from all lifetimes in my body to be remembered. Wow. And so we're, I'm literally filling up my tube torus, my auric field with the rainbow light. I'm connecting to source. I, I'm connecting to source and invoking my eternal soul in my body. I'm connecting into the earth and, and gathering up the resources from, from, from earth, the love from earth. I'm filling up my entire fields with the multidimensionality of self the multi all of my aspects and i'm inviting all of my soul parts home so the more we start to do this practice the, the more that these memories start to be activated and when we're doing yeah it's profound like i'll just randomly be you know out and about interacting with acting interacting with someone and a soul memory will come back like just it just because I do this every day and I've been doing it every day for eight months. And so my soul's vibration is getting stronger and stronger as you're seeing on social media. Literally, like people are, are witnessing like my vibration getting stronger. It's, and it's because this, this practice and my parts are, are wanting to come home. And through the inner work, through the, or the inner child's work, through the soul di dialogue, we get to see how we co-created experiences in our childhood that are directly connected to our past lives, which then are directly connected to the belief systems that our eternal soul is holding. And so we get to do soul belief system healing. What I hear so much in the new age movement is like, oh, we have to shift our belief system. Our belief system is everything. That is true. But it's not just our mind that like the mental beliefs systems. It's our soul belief systems. We're creating things in our life because of what our soul is vibrating. The, the, the belief systems from our soul, the different aspects from our soul. So let's say I'm going to be really transparent and, and share a process. Like I just discovered that a part of my soul believed that it was that being human means being a slave. A part of my eternal soul believed that if it incarnated as a human, that automatically means it's a slave. Guess what? My past life that I discovered, I was a freaking slave. I was not a victim. My soul co-created that because my soul believed that I was, that being a human equals being a slave. So I incarnated in that lifetime as a freaking slave. Mm. 
guys, we're co-creators of our experiences. We have to understand what our soul is vibrating, what, what we're creating in our life because of our soul, you know, what the belief systems our souls are holding. So it's really profound, really profound. Um, is it like a gated meditation you do to get into this light, the rainbow light? Um, no, it's a movement sound practice. It's like, like and I am actually, I am now guiding people to do this. I'm teaching people how to do rainbow light now. Um, I, I just stepped out into the world. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready to now facilitate and teach people how to do this because it's been so powerful, but it's a practice. It's like, I, but when we use our, our voice, we're invoking our will. Like I, I invoke my eternal soul in my body and we're breathing that energy into our body. It's a sound and movement practice. We're filling up our entire auric field with the multidimensionality of self. Like it, it's, it's not here, it's here. It's an embodiment practice. Wow. And do you notice yourself like feel so much more energized and like, how do you feel inside that your vibration has increased? Oh yeah. Like a lot of the times I do it, it activates me so much. And I just feel like this bouncy ball because I'm, I'm filling myself up with me, with my life force energy. Mm -hmm. I'm filling myself with all of the love, the resources and the nourishment from earth. Like I'm filling my cup up with my resources there's there's nothing like it there's nothing like it gosh it's uh, <laughs> i i honestly wish 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 i pray that all desire all people that desire to experience this can because it is so freaking fulfilling to know what it feels like to be filled up with yourself, to be filled up with from, from God's love, from creator's love and from earth's love, just totally filled up. And so then your love actually is overflowing and you have so much to give and you have all of this life force energy. And before I used to be a totally different, I used to be fatigued all the time. Fatigued, didn't have energy, didn't have connection to myself. Because so many of my parts were out. Mm. I was out of my body. My life force was depleted. It's like calling it all back in. <sighs> it's almost as if you have a death in this lifetime as well, you know, like through that old you. Mm -hmm. Probably multiple deaths with all the work you're doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like many, <laughs> many deaths. Yeah. And rebirths. Yeah. yeah. Chelsea, I don't know if you want to go here or not, but like, what's your views on like calling in a partner in life that's similar to you? You know the way like you should be whole yourself, but it's also nice to have someone. Is it okay to want someone, do you think? And like, yeah, what's your opinion? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a human desire. Yeah. That is a natural human desire to, to want relationship. To, we need relationship. We're human beings. We need relationship. But in regards to romantic relationship, gosh, y'all, oh my goodness. I used to, <laughs> I used to so badly, just great. Like, I just need my lifelong partner. 
like where's my I want babies I want to like be on a farm I want to like do the thing and I was (laughs) constantly like looking outside of myself to like where's my perfect person and this is really powerful too because through this work through the soul alchemy work it's it's really learning about your own inner feminine and your own inner masculine and I was craving so much out of my outside of myself for the masculine because I was not connected to my inner masculine at all My inner masculine, I I was looking for connection to my inner masculine outside of myself. Wow. And once I started acknowledging, wow, I'm just, I'm looking outside of myself to actually feel that connection, my inner masculine, it changed the game for me because now, like I've been trying to get my needs met outside through relationships, through partnerships, through my, my male, my male, um, friendships and 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 potential partnerships been trying to get my my needs met through them and it's like come back in i'm 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 creating this new imprint inside of myself learning to be able to get your your needs met inside and 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 build a connection with your own inner masculine so when you are in relationship you, or and before you're even in relationship, cultivating that relationship with your inner masculine, then you will attract someone different. And how do we? How do we cultivate that relationship with our inner masculine? I always begin dialogue, <laughs> dialogue with the inner masculine. Get to know him. Get to feel him inside of you. Literally speak with him. Bring mm-hmm. letters to him. Learn what he loves. Learn the way that he shows up. Learn his belief systems. The the men that we attract in our lives are literally the direct of reflections to our inner masculines. So the more that we can can get him embodied in love and connected to the feminine and honoring of the feminine and connected with his own masculinity, we'll attract that reflection outside of ourselves. Chelsea, this is so powerful. Thank you. Chelsea, I'll finish up with one more question for you. What is your intention with this life and what do you want your legacy to be? Mm, oh, well, that just dropped me in real deep. <laughs> my intention and my greatest desire in this life, I have it on my altar right here, is, is to be so embodied have my soul parts so inside of myself in my body where I don't have to be looking for myself anymore embodied my my aspects the different aspects of myself unified where I'm embodying inner peace true inner, inner harmony true unity consciousness inside of myself Sovereign love, sovereign love and relationships and all relationships. And my dream is to be able to share my own embodiment practice, my own healing journeys with others to inspire them, to show them that there is a different way, to show them what wholeness can look like, to show them what love 
as a human in the human tissue can look like. I just want to be a, a light, a shining light of a new way, a new possibility for the ones that didn't know a new way, that didn't know that there was a, a different way. Thank you so much. That has been so healing on so many levels. Thank you. Thank you. Gosh, what an honor. What a speaking honor. <laughs> You're going to help so many of the listeners. I just know it. Just a, a quick message to, to anyone that's listening. To anyone that's listening. Trust in the love in your heart. Trust that the love inside of your heart will guide you exactly where you need to be. will awaken you to your truth. The love, the most intelligent element, it's the most intelligent force that there is. The, the human heart, the love in the heart. <laughs>